0: This is a conversation with the, with Mark Hogan as part of the COHDA, the KYJS 2020 Coronavirus Oral History Digital Archive Project. The interviewer, Jonathan Hogan, and the date is May 11th, 2021. Mark Hogan, may we please have your permission to share and include your remarks as part of the COHDA project? Yes. Thank you. Okay, so we'll start with the first question. When did you become aware of the COVID nineteen virus, and were you afraid of it at first? So I
1: would say that first really became aware of how serious the virus was was on the night of Purim last year in March. Uh, typically, we go to Young Israel of Hollywood Synagogue uh, to celebrate our holiday, and was feeling a little tense and nervous about things that were unfolding. So uh, there were friends of ours on the block that every year have a similar gathering uh, to celebrate the beginning of the holiday in a much smaller setting. So uh, I decided to go there with uh, my two boys uh, for the services. The following morning, we did end up going to the synagogue for services but that was really the last time that we stepped foot into the synagogue, because almost a day or two later, everything really started shutting down.
0: Um, And were you afraid of the virus, from what you heard like, in the news and social media?
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, you saw people getting really sick, uh, and not really knowing exactly where it was coming from, and how it was spreading, uh, there was certainly a lot of concern, especially seeing, uh, you know, some early epicenters coming from other local Jewish communities in the New York area where, you know, everyone almost in our community has some sort of connection too. Uh, so when you see people getting really sick, uh, you know, in a similar world and community that we live in here, it certainly hit home. And I'm sure uh, concerned our community as a whole, probably more than than most other
0: places. So I guess it's similarly related to this last session we just had. But what was the first thing that you remember doing as a precaution for the virus?
1: Well, I think, uh, you know, one of the things was, was we saw, you know, the, the markets being uh, raided, And Just the basic life necessities uh, being purchased in mass quantity. And I think, you know, it may have been an overreaction. I'm sure it was an overreaction. But as a result, we kind of jumped on that bandwagon and started buying toilet paper and sanitizer and tissues and, you know, all your basic necessities uh, as quickly as possible uh, so that we would have an inventory at home, not knowing what was going to happen. Uh, and how things were going to pro- progress and potentially, you know, become more restrictive.
0: So when COVID, like, first began, how quickly did you think it would be over?
1: <laughs> That's funny. We, we didn't think it would last uh, too long. We actually had uh, plans with uh, several couples to do a weekend cruise uh, to the Bahamas for uh, one of our friend's 40th birthday, and that was supposed to be in March and that got pushed off and I think we rescheduled it for May so we figured by the end of May things would really be settled down and we'd be able, uh, we'd be able to go on our cruise together. Uh, but then come you know April we really saw how horrible the virus was hitting and, uh, and we knew that that wasn't going to happen.
0: So you just talked about your vacation plans for going on the cruise, but were there any other vacation plans that you had during the summer or like plans for a little bit later in the year that were canceled or that you to, I guess, change location?
1: Yeah, so uh, my wife and I had plans to spend uh, about 10 days uh, last summer in Israel, which we started making as an annual trip uh, for the two of us while the kids were away at camp. actually. Uh, my oldest son Jonathan was supposed to be on a program himself in Israel last summer uh, while my younger two were going to be at a different camp in the states uh, so those plans got cancelled, and you know, other plans, not vacation plans, but for work, I travel tremendous a lot a tremendous amount for work, and all of my travel plans you know were canceled you know right away come March.
0: So like, you just talked a bit, little bit about like your working life, how the tra- you, uh, like, COVID affected your traveling, but what about like economically, like did it affect like, or financially, did it, COVID affect you or did it not affect you? So
1: thankfully, uh, you know, being in the construction industry, that was one uh, business sector, industry sector, that really didn't get shut down during COVID. Uh, the construction industry was registered as uh, essential business, Uh, necessity. So for my business, things really uh, didn't stop didn't shut down much Uh, precautions were made. But um, you know, there really wasn't much maybe maybe about three, four weeks of significant slowdown at the beginning, like in March and April, but then things picked right back up uh, and kept on going steady. But um, in terms of my personal Uh, business matters I really for for work I typically travel roughly 30 weeks out of the year uh, for one to two nights a week in general visiting job sites meeting with clients and that all stopped come March the last flight I was on was in the middle of February and I hadn't Uh, traveled on an airplane again until April of this year. So it was really about 14 months or so that I didn't get to travel at all for work. So my personal business dealings were affected, not so much in the sense of lost business because business still kept going, but I wasn't able to go to job sites, meet with clients, Uh, Fortunately, I have some subcontractor partners that really stepped up and managed a lot of the business uh, in the field, and I have an amazing assistant who did a lot of travel for me as well, uh, visiting particular job sites um, due to the fact that she lived uh, at home just with her husband, didn't have any kids, so there was less of a concern about bringing any virus back home. Uh, Although she was very careful in her travels, uh, following all protocols, um, again, there was a better sense of of safety and security on her end versus uh, me in my house and coming home as we do have um, one individual in our family that uh, has potential immunosuppression. And we wanted to make sure that, uh, that we weren't gonna bring anything home that could cause some serious illness here.
0: Okay, so let's take it on to a little bit of a newer topic. How did COVID-19 affect your social life?
1: Well, it certainly affected our social life a lot. Um, You know, being in our community that we live in, it's a very social community. Um, With our Sabbath uh, every week, we typically have friends uh, and our family over. Uh, It could be any particular time, Friday night, uh, for dinner, Saturday for lunch, or just in the afternoon on Saturday, people come over to hang out. We go to people's houses to hang out. And that all stopped uh, right away uh, for a good while. Because um, even at the the initial stages, there was no comfort level uh, or understanding of how the virus spread, even being outside, uh, talking to other people. You know, we we were, educated that you should be wearing masks and standing six feet apart. Uh, But at first, you know, everyone was certainly very concerned. So uh, there wasn't any social gathering for the most part for the first few months. Uh, And after that, as we learned more that, you know, you could be outside masked, as long as you kept, you know, your social distance from people, uh, you could have some social uh, interactions uh, with friends and our family, uh, it was still limited, um, but it certainly affected. Uh, it certainly affected our social lives tremendously.
0: So, as you mentioned a little bit like just now, that like you were advised to wear masks. So, like, what are your thoughts on wearing masks to protect you from the virus? Well,
1: sure. I mean, we are big advocates of it. You know, we we follow the science. we, we believe in the science. And if the science and the CDC is telling us to wear a mask and social distance, we followed the protocols. And I would say whether you believe it or not, we did it, and we protected ourselves, and no one in our family uh, got sick during the entire course of the pandemic, uh, up until the point, uh, and including when we've you know since been vaccinated.
0: So, were you ever separated from your family, your parents, cousins, uncles, aunts, or any other family, like, if you were separated from them? And if so, like, how did you contact them? Or, like, did you communicate with them throughout, like, I guess, quarantine in the beginning of COVID?
1: Right. Well, so, my parents, uh, they live probably about 20 minutes away from us. And they're a constant presence uh, in our house, um, you know, on a weekly or or. Uh, every other week basis and of course that all stopped. Um, My mother uh, suffers from asthma, uh, so there's a huge concern um, on her end that if she were to uh, contract the virus that she could become very sick or God forbid something even worse. So we were uh, really not able to be with them for a very long time.
0: Did Uh, you ever like see them social distantly?
1: Yeah, I mean we did. Um, and at first, it was literally um, you know a huge huge part of our lives uh, with our family and one of the biggest holidays that we celebrate with our family is the the holiday at passover and it 's really important uh to us to have as much family as possible come celebrate with us and uh, you know my parents are always spending the holiday at our house, especially on the first two religious days of the holiday and they weren't able to do that this year, and that was really from the time the pandemic started um, until roughly a month later, uh, we hadn't seen my parents, and we went to uh, visit them uh, from afar at their uh, condo complex um, the day uh, that the holiday started, uh, the eve of the holiday, and we we stood, you know, probably twelve feet apart, not just six feet apart, with our masks on, as we still really didn't know you know, how, how we know how serious, but we didn't know what, you know, effects and um, and the like. So we were super social distant from them. And uh, that was really the first time I got to see my parents uh, in over a month. And, and it was really sad because it, that's, you know, again, the one holiday that we really all try and get together as a family. And it hit home that, you know, we're, we weren't gonna be able to spend the holiday with them. now. For us, you know, at least, you know, I have, you know, my wife and my three children, and we, you know, made the best of it. But my parents were alone by themselves for the first time in probably 40 years or so. So, I mean, it really hurt me to see that they weren't, you know, able to to celebrate the holiday with the family.
0: Wow. Um, What were your thoughts of the vaccine rolling out? And were you worried about it? And did you get it?
1: so yeah i was super excited about the vaccine coming out uh couldn't wait couldn't get it soon enough couldn't wait enough to get it uh again i believe in the science and uh just because they fast-tracked the the science to get the, the vaccine out quicker than any other vaccine in the history of of medicine uh it's only because technology today has has granted Uh, scientists to be able to do that, but in the same effective manner that normally would have taken years. So I absolutely believe in the science, was super excited to get vaccinated. I have been vaccinated. I'm probably about seven weeks past my second vaccination. Uh, Feeling great, feeling confident. Uh, I'm back on the road traveling again, uh, which is great to, uh, to interact with You know, my workers in the field and my clients to see them face to face and, you know, continue to build those relationships that, you know, got not severed, but and not strained. But, you know, we're just we're distant for a whole year and really prevented from building uh, a strong relationship as as I would have liked with my clients.
0: So I guess this last question is a little bit vague. But how long do you think it will be until everything's back to normal or what do you think it will take for everything to get back to normal Hmm. to where it was before the virus rolled? That's a good
1: question. Uh, You know, the concern is the percentage of population that's still wary and afraid to get vaccinated. And, you know, according to the experts, uh, you know, our country uh, specifically would need, I think, a minimum of 70 percent. Uh, of the population to be vaccinated to reach herd immunity, uh, where, you know, we can say that the virus is no longer gonna be dangerous uh, to, you know, the the population as a whole. I don't know if that's ever gonna happen. Um, You know, again, you still have a certain large population of children two to 11 that won't start uh, having the chance to be vaccinated until the fall at the earliest. Uh, So that's a significant population. And then you have you know, a certain large sector of the population that, that doesn't want to get vaccinated. Now, does it concern me? No, because I feel that I'm protected uh, having been vaccinated. And yeah, there is a small chance, there's a 5% chance that I could come down with a virus. But even if that would happen, uh, I also believe that it wouldn't be uh, very serious. Thank God I, I don't believe I have any underlying conditions that you know could create a serious condition for myself. Uh, When would things get totally back to normal? I would hope by the winter that things would really open up um, for everybody in our country. Uh, You know, you see what's happening in other parts of the world, some third world countries that don't have the kind of access that we have to the vaccine. And you see some of the devastation coming out of there. And, you know, that's certainly going to prevent the world as a whole from reaching a herd immunity that would open up, uh, you know, global uh, freedom. But in the interim, I'll take what we've got in our country. And again, you know, I'm vaccinated, my family will be fully vaccinated. And that really um, reduces or eliminates, you know, any fear that, that we would have uh, in terms of moving on with our lives freely as it was
0: prior to the uh, pandemic hitting. Um. Okay, thank you so much. I really appreciate you doing this interview with me.